Okay, we stand facing the east with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle and holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. Please repeat after me. Father of the universe, Father of love, peace, freedom, freedom, and Freedom. And justice. And justice. My protector. Allah is my protector. My guide. My guide. My guide. And my salvation. And my salvation. By night and by day. By night and by day. Do his holy prophet. Do his holy prophet. Do Ali. Do Ali. Amen. Amen. Islam Morse. One announced this meeting is now open is the Moore Science Temple of America, Muslim Mission 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we always rise and give the highest praise to the Most High, our Father God, Allah. We extend honors to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. <clears throat> we also extend honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey. We extend honors to all the Adab Sheiks and all the faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moorish divine national movement. We also stand honors to the first appointed Supreme Grand Sheikh by our prophet. That's our brother, Emily Ill. <coughs> also honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheikh and Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America. And honors to all the faithful Muslims here with us today. Islam. Uh, brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam Grand Sheikh. I rise giving perfect praise to Allah, honest to the Prophet, Jurali, honest to our forefathers and foremothers, and honest to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, the Moorish Science Temple of America, the divine constitution and bylaws. Act 1, the Grand Sheikh and the chairman of the Moorish Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the grand body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The assistant grand sheikh is to assist the grand sheikh in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Act 2. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest because on a Friday the first man was formed in flesh, and on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God, Allah. For that cause, Friday is a holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3. Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister, because Allah is love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government, because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live a life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all, all members must proclaim their nationality. And we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians. 
because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Marsh Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covering is from your holy prophet, Noble Jirali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. <clears throat> Noble Jirali, founder, Marsh American Prayer. Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day. Through his holy prophet, Jirali, amen. The Morris Science Temple of America, Home Office of Noble Jirali, Home Office, Chicago, Illinois, USA. Islam, Islam, Islam is peace and love, Muslims. Islam and gratitude, brother. Uh, brother <clears throat> Kobe, would you please read our writs? Islam, Grand Sheikh, without a doubt of contradiction. I rise, give perfect praise to our great God Allah. Rise, give honors to our prophet, noble Jew Ali. Rise, give honors to the forerunner, Marcus, Messiah Garvey. Rise, give honors to all ills and bays on the call and all ills and bays on the planet. Prophet warns all mosques to be read in every meeting. I hear by inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work in their homes or on the streets we are for peace and not destruction stop flashing your cars at europeans it causes confusion remember your card is for your salvation Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence we are for love truth peace freedom and when these principles are violated justice must then take its course any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Jew Ali. And the prophet is not right. The temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and their temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their simple ways. Peace. Noble Juwali. To the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instructions from the prophet Noble Juwali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed. 
that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you saw in the flesh. Allah is the one that judged the world, and his judgment is on now, but the weak and comprehended not. Then the times are drawing near, so says Allah, to his divine prophet, I know what you are lead. And that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see, ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Morris, and every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your profit and ridicule him to the very lowest and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace. Your divine prophet, Noble Juali. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam. I am glad to know I have a few faithful mortals among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There's a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Ajax must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay their divine respect to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moorish movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world would not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. That has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet Noble Juali, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Sunday, Moors. Islam, brother, and gratitude. Uh, Sister Lachey L., would you please read our additional laws? Islam, arise and give all praise to the great father God Allah, honest to the prophet, noble Jali, honest to Marcus Messiah Garvey, honest to all Muslims on the call, questionary and additional laws for Moorish Americans by the prophet, noble Jali, act one, grand chiefs and governors and heads of all temple, all business. He said temple must be approved by the prophet, noble Jali before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any formal officer that violates these laws is subject to be, be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the profit or the grand chief. Act two, all members are to attend their EDEP meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, she'll be fined 50 cents on the first case. And on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, 
he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the more shoplifting funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we're to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1979. I'm sorry, your, your audio went out. The government. Islam, sis, I'm sorry, Islam. your audio, yeah, it must have went out um, while you were reading that act. Islam, sis, I see, Islam. I see your yeah. mic moving, but we couldn't hear you. Islam, can you hear me now? Islam, yes. Islam, so I'll just start acting over again. Um, or if you can tell me where to start. Islam, sis, yeah, um, when you started Act 6, it, it was going out. Islam. Act six with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and their, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moorvites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven. All members must promptly attend their meetings and be a part and a parcel of uplifting of the Morris Science Temple. Of all uplifting acts of the Morris Science Temple, members must pay their dues and keep in mind with all necessities of the Morris Science Temple, then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. 
wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of falling humanity. All bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jarrah Lee, through the guidance of his father God, Allah. Islam, peace and love. All right, Islam sister and uh, gratitude. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God Allah to warn my people to resent, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I the prophet and my principles are right for the redemption of my people go to those that know the law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply, for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver, and commerce belong to, do, to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I am depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government 
by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike in all other governments when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free, and if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, etc. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of men that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin, and there is not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action, and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth, and they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined conditions there, and it is the works of my people, continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, 
and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the Prophet. All right, Islam, Moors. Islam, um, we're going to be in our Quran questionnaire today, going over questions 30 through 40. Um, just briefly, just want to touch on some things. All right. Um, okay. So uh, some of you saw this before, but was just speaking on why 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 we do this why it's important um with the one-on-one questions right that the prophet noble drew ali gave to us um we spoke about this i believe last week how with the um for people coming here trying to get citizenship right they have to study these 100 civics questions right history and government questions regarding the united states okay and then they don't know which questions they're going to get asked so they're given 100 um, questions, you know, to go over to study to understand how this nation is set up, how it works. Okay, and that's just across the board. Like if you just look through, you know, saying what is the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, what is an amendment, the idea of self-government is the first three words of the Constitution. What is it? You know, we the people. So they're going through. You know, this is like for everyone, anyone who came here to get citizenship, they have to go through this. They have to understand it. Um, you know, things that maybe we take for granted living here, growing up here, uh, maybe not even paying attention in school when they do teach this stuff, right? But people have to go through this so that they can get citizenship here. And it's a process, right? There's an understanding that must be gained, even though they know that everybody's not going to take advantage of the, um, the power, the position that we have here as citizens. They still put that out there that, hey, Everyone must learn this, okay? And so that's why also it's important for us to understand what the prophet established for us with the Quran questions. And, um, you know, the prophet held up three documents and said that he brought everything that it takes for us, for us um, to, you know, to build our nation, to save ourselves. And it was the Quran questionnaire, the divine constitution, and then the Quran, the more science temple of America. All right, and then in this Quran questionnaire, which we're going to go over today, there's 101 questions to get us acclimated. Why did the prophet do this? Because we all have a thorough understanding of someone else's culture. Islam, hang on a second. So we all have a thorough understanding of someone else's culture or of this um, Western civilization from someone else's viewpoint is that was forced on our ancestors and that we still um, gravitate towards to this day, all right? And it, it didn't just happen overnight. It took a while to get to this point. And so that's why we have to go through and learn what is the nationality of Ruth, right? What is the modern name for Moabites? Where's the Moroccan empire, Northwest of Mexum, right? What is the modern name for Mexum, Africa? <coughs> Excuse me. So we have to come through and learn this. And even the questions that's in here, um, what is an angel? An angel is a thought of Allah manifested in human flesh. So we're not going to someone else 
and asking them, what do you think an angel is? Or asking someone else, seeing someone else as an authority figure, because that's what we tend to do. We tend to look to people that don't look like us, people with different cultures, with different agendas as the authority figures, right? We look to them for validation, but we don't need that because not knocking anyone else's point of view or anything is just that we have divine instructions, right? From one of us. One of us was raised up <coughs> from amongst our midst who spoke our language, who was alive during Jim Crow era, right? When people were getting hung, where they were destroying our towns. One of us came and delivered this message to us. So what more validation do we need, right? We had divine intervention to get us back right. And this intervention is now getting us integrated into our own civilization. And is it new? You could kind of say that since we've been through everything that we've been through, what we have now as Moorish Americans is new, but actually it's ancient, it's old. The religion that we return to, is that a new religion? No, it's the old time religion, right? So while this nationality may be new, it's ancient. We're tying back into our ancient, um, our ancient bloodline. Why? Because we're descendants of Moroccans and born in America. Moroccans, not in the restrictive sense of limiting to the um, the na- present day nation state in North Africa of Morocco. No, we go back even further than that. And that's explained to us. We're actually given an explanation of where we come from. And that's that's in our literature that the prophet gave to us. So this is important. So we don't have to go to anyone else for uh, validation. Matter of fact, we can validate it ourselves through our own research, through our own scholarship. All right. And um, why is this important? Um, you know, there's a statement, an, an oral statement where allegedly the prophet said um, he just he needs he needs uh, a few more with the good European education, right? And um, if you really think about it, all of us have a good European education. Even if you dropped out of school, you have a good European education because not only do you get it from school, but you get it from regular just society. You get it from TV, video games, right? Music, everything. You're indoctrinated. I'm indoctrinated. We all indoctrinated and taught how to think, how to see the world. So you're not, we're not seeing the world as um, Africans or as Moors. We're seeing it as Europeans with a European mindset or people who have been trained to see things with the European mindset, just like today being Easter. All right. Now, not knocking it for, you know, anybody celebrates that and everything, but, you know, Easter is Ishtar. Ishtar is the fertility goddess, right? Actually really has nothing to do with the story of Jesus, but it was mixed in there so that the people that, um, for example, the Europeans, when they adopted Christianity so that they could be seen as civilized, so that they could participate in trade, the people they were trying to bring this to their people their tribes they were worshiping this fertility goddess or many of them were so they needed to keep those traditions going that's why it's going so there's really no need for us to participate in that 
No need at all. But that's what I'm saying. You know, we see the world through someone else's lens and it um, it it doesn't serve us. Um, one other thing, too, I wanted to show, like why why this is so important. Right. Why why this even matters? Um, hang on one second. All right, so um, okay, so um, as I was saying, you know, we we see the world through European lens. Um, no matter what, it, it doesn't even, you know, we we even go about our own liberation or you know um, fixing our situation from a European point of view. It's just been so indoctrinated in us, and it's been going on for um, generations now. Right. But um, I wanted to speak on something briefly and just give you an example of how we got into this situation and how we have to um, why there is no choice but to return to the ways of our ancestors. Okay, Um, this example I'm going to show you, this is from Mexico when the um, Europeans first came here. Right. When they first came to this land, Um, this um, what you're seeing up here is from the book. Uh, mysteries of the Mexican pyramids. Okay. Um, when the Spaniards first arrived or when they first caught a glimpse of the capital, as you can see up here, um, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Tenochtitlan, right? This capital, this Aztec capital. Okay. When they first saw it, right? Um, if you could read like what it's saying here in the description, saying that the first glimpse of the island capital it glimmered like an exotic Venice, right? It had stunning palaces, temples, pyramids, stuccoed pink with volcanic ash rising from the cerulean waters of the lake. They thought they were dreaming. The city had 300,000 inhabitants, bigger than any city in Europe. They had freshwater aqueducts. They had canals and they had paved streets, right? And, and in, then it's saying it's it comparing it to more Spain, right? It's saying like the, the arcaded square is twice as big as Salamanca's, right? This is in Spain, if I'm not mistaken. They had Marcus Place where there's 70,000, it says Indians going back and forth, you know, selling their products, right? They have fine jewelry. People had gold and silver like it was nothing, right? Just people are adorned with all this stuff. They had zoological gardens. It says they have... Uh, palaces higher than the Cathedral of Seville, once again, going back to Spain, right? People, regular people have large and beautiful private homes with gardens, right? So they have all this stuff going on. Um, They're trading and all of these things. Um, And it's beautiful and amazing. It was like a dream. And this is what they saw. Like, this is what their first encounter was. And they immediately... And when I say they, I mean the Spaniards. They immediately began to paint the people as savage. Voltaire, um, this is a European um, author. Voltaire believed the Spaniards to have fabricated or grossly exaggerated the charges of Aztec human sacrifice to justify their own brutality. So they get there and um, they're making a case of like, okay, these people are savages. They're, they're, They're sacrificing each other. They're participating in sodomy and all this horrible stuff. And therefore, we must cleanse them. We must purify them. We must, and we must, you know, give them a religion, give them Christianity. Sounds familiar, right? Because we talk about this. And just for anyone who's wondering, like, why are you talking about Mexico? 
look. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna show this a little in a in a little bit. Um, but if you look at this picture up here, okay, these were the so-called Mexicans. All right, you can see this picture. All right, they they referred to them as Moors outright. Matter of fact, their king, their chief, Montezuma, was referred to as a Moorish king. But um, just going back to this, they immediately branded them as savages. Okay, this was a part of the Spanish Inquisition. This was a part of the Crusades. Everywhere they went in the world, this was decreed by the Pope, their Christian leader. Remember, the Pope was their viceroy, their their um, vice regent, which means he's their earthly representative of God. Once again, this is why we must return to Islam. Somebody, please, somebody read Ayat. 230 in the in the Quran for me. What does it say in there? What does it differ from um Christianity? What what I got 230. Can we get a volunteer to read that? It's for for the Christians, for the especially the Catholics, but just Christians in general. The Pope is their vice regent. That's it. Well, okay, I understand if everybody's on their phone here. I'll read it. Let me. Okay, here we go. Islam. Islam. It says, behold, thy Lord said to the angels, I will create a vice regent on earth. They said, wilt thou place therein one who will make mischief therein and shed blood? Will we do celebrate thy praises and glorify thy holy name? He said, I know what ye know not. All right, Islam, sister. And so that, just to give um, to give some more uh, understanding of that, that verse, this is Allah speaking to the angels. And he's speaking about Adam, speaking about man. Okay? So he made man his vice regent on earth. Okay? And so this is why, again, the prophet returned this to us. We have to return to Islam, right? First off in Islam, one thing that differs from Christianity, they teach that you're born in sin. In Islam, we know that we're not born in sin. We're all born with the perfect capacity, with the infinite capacity, right? To unfold fully the capabilities of Allah within us. So we're not born in sin. And then two, the Pope is not our vice regent <laughs> for, for Allah. We are, you are each and every one of us. Okay, so that's, you know, very important. We have to return to that. And so immediately the Spaniards get here and they start to brand the people who I'll show you, they called them Moors, but they immediately get immediately began to brand these people as savages and grossly exaggerating, you know, these, these charges against them to um, make the case for why they have to do what they have to do. Like they, they didn't want the word to get out either. They did not want the world to, to get out of how they were treating the people. Okay, because everyone has rights. So um, just some examples. So great was the terror in Mexico. About 1530, the Indians desisted from relations with their wives to avoid having children doomed to slavery. When asked to describe Christians, an old chief replied, 
They ask for maize, for honey, for cotton, for women, for gold, for silver. Christians will not work. They are liars, gamblers, perverse, and they swear. Once again, we're not attacking Christianity. We have to tell the truth, though. What am I supposed to do? We have to tell the truth. So this is not an attack. This is history. This is an eyewitness account from 1530. These were the Crusades, right? This is Christianity, them against the Saracens. Anytime you hear that word Saracens, um, you're speaking about the Moors, talking about us, regardless of where they are in the world, okay? Um, Once again, individuals were torn from their families to work as slaves in gold and silver mines, branded on their faces. Excuse me. All right. Branded on their faces each time they changed masters. The prettier women were raped and infected with the pox, smallpox, leprosy, and all manner of plagues. Okay? So this is what was going on. And um, this is how we came into Christianity and how we started celebrating all the holidays like Easter and, and Palm Sunday and all of that. Excuse me. All right, Morris, uh, sorry about that. <clears throat> so um, this is how we came into Christianity. You had the massacre, but then also um, just some, some more examples. Spanish apologists reported that their presence has saved 600,000 Indian lives from being sacrificed on the altars in the first 30 years of the conquest. They, they, they said God truly did them a great service by entrusting them to the Spaniards who converted them and treated them so well. Right. They, they stole their land, you know, took everything from them and then branded them as savages. And now we're civilizing them. Right. That's how we got into this position. According to the Spaniards, Indians were supposed to know only the Our Father, Ave Maria, Credo and Ten Commandments. Reading and writing were considered as dangerous as the devil. Right. Because even if you read, if you really read the Bible, you see that it doesn't say that we're born in sin. Also, you read that it doesn't say that the Pope is supposed to be your vice regent. They, they made up these things. Those were made up by men. So, you know, we weren't permitted to read, right? And this is real. This is the case in Central America as well as up here. But as I was saying, right, this has something to do with us, right? In this same area, okay, that while you had these, in this time period, right, um, 1500s, right, they say, uh, Columbus came over here 1492, you know, right after Moorish Spain fell. So after that came this Inquisition, the Crusades. The same thing that was going over there in Europe, in Spain, where they're killing Moors. You know, you either convert to Christianity or you die. And even the ones who converted to Christianity, they were under the gun, always being watched. If you're doing anything that looks like you might still be a Muslim, we're going to get you. They did the same thing over here. Okay. 
Um, I'm not going to read about all of the stuff that they they were doing here, but you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they, um, I did want to share one thing with you though. All right. Um, now this in particular, speaking about Spain, but it is very interesting. Okay. It says as a deterrent to possible opposition in the new Spain, 34 Negroes, including four women were hanged and decapitated in Mexico city. Okay. So this is speaking about, um, the Spanish inquisition, right? Um, how they were, they were punishing the Moors and anyone who, you know, who seemed like they were sympathetic to them or anything. Right. So why is it in Mexico? First off, what are these 34 Negroes doing in Mexico? Right. And then why are they punishing them? Like they, they understood what was going on with the inquisition. They were sympathetic to it. You understand? So we're not taught this. We're taught history from a European perspective. So we don't even know how to perceive the world. You don't even know how to perceive what's really going on. No one is teaching you this, right? They're not definitely not teaching you about the crusades against us, excuse me, against us. But they're also not telling you that there were people over here, Moors, already over here. And that they were going through the same thing, okay? So in this depiction, you see that, but as a deterrent to possible opposition in New Spain, that's over here. 34 Negroes, including four women, were hanged and decapitated in Mexico City. And this is what was going on, right? And um, just to show you, um, there's no confusion about who the people um, that already inhabited this land, who they were. Um, the Spaniards, this is an account from the Spaniards um, during the century after the conquest, when Spain was virtually sealed off from the rest of the world. An Englishman, Thomas Gage, did manage to visit Mexico as a Dominican friar, right? And so um, just to skip down a little bit, he did missionary work in Central America between 1627 and 1637. Gage was struck in Mexico by the women, the apparel, the houses, and the streets, he noted that almost half the population of the city sported coaches, right? They had coaches, many of which exceeded in cost the best of the court of Madrid and other parts of Christendom. So they had their own, you know, coaches like for, you know, pulling horses and things like that. For they spare no silver nor gold, nor the best silks from China to enrich them. Okay. The streets, they lined the streets with goldsmiths and silversmiths. Then, um, Gage found men and women excessive in their apparel. The apparel of this baser sort of people of blackamoors and mulattoes. Okay, very clear reference to them. Blackamoors and mulattoes is so light, right? Their apparel is so light and their carriage so enticing. The Spaniards, even of the better sort, who are too prone to venery, disdain their wives for them, noting that their bare black and tawny breasts are covered with bobs hanging from their chains of pearls. So he's describing them, like their skin color and everything. They're Moors, okay, in that area. This is what they found here. And it, this is how it got changed over. Um, it's not taught, it's, this is not taught to us. The only person, the only 
one who brought this to us was Prophet Noble Drew Ali. And he was teaching this in the 1920s. Okay, so when the prophet is telling us the modern name for a Mexum, right, and telling us about our dominions, where's the Moroccan Empire, northwest of Mexum, northwest of Mexum is right here, northwest, um, you know, in North America, right, west of what, west of the other Mexum, you know, Africa, okay, so he made that plain and clear, he taught that to us, he brought that straight to us. Nobody else was going to share this information with us, right? Even the books and things that they made note of as they encountered these people, they don't teach that. That's not being taught in school. They teach that you started as slavery, right? But we don't need that because we have divine instructions, right? If you look at chapter 45 in the Holy Quran, the divine origin of the Asiatic nations, and we're given the descriptions of all the people that are Asiatic the Asiatic nations of North, South, and Central America, the Moorish Americans and the Mexicans of North America, Brazilians, Argentinians, and Chileans in South America, got Central America, all of these people are Muslims. So we have a actually a huge family. There's a lot of people who will unify with us, but we have to get ourselves together first. Okay, and then if we look at chapter 47, once again, the dominions are given to us plain and clearly, even the time frame for when this occurred. So when the prophet tells you that your dominions and inhabitation extended from Northeast and Southwest Africa across the great Atlantis, even into the present North, South and Central America and also Mexico and the Atlantis Islands. And then before the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean, he's not playing around. Just because nobody else is going to validate this for you. They won't. You have to know how to read between the lines. And also, you have to know how to read. Nobody's going to give us this information. Nobody. So the prophet returned this to us. And why? Because we need our own culture, our own way to view the world, our own mindset. So that when we see this now, and you're reading this history, and you see this Aztec tradition, it says that um, their, their, their capital was modeled after the lost capital of their original homeland, which was situated on an island in the middle of a lake surrounded by rings of canals and interconnecting dams. Now you know what they're talking about. You know what they're talking about because if you look at history, you look into history, you'll see the connection. You'll see how you fit into that. You see what he, he just described their capital, this Aztec chief just described their capital, their ancient capital that they come from as being an island situated in the middle of rings of land and, and canals of water, right? And this structure still here. It's in Mauritania, okay? So the structure still here to this day. It's just nobody's going to tell you that, you know, this is called the Eye of the Sahara. And they're not going to tell you that that's you. But these are our people. Okay, they even have tales. These same people have stories of um, Voltan, who was one of their ancient leaders, has a story of how they appeared there. Um, he appeared from the Atlantic. He arrived from the Atlantic Ocean, right? He came across the Atlantic. And then 
if you dig deeper into that, you'll see the same thing, same story with that same structure that I just showed you. Okay. And so the prophet returned this to us and it's not a game. This is why we have to come in. This is the only way for our salvation. Excuse me. I thought I had that up on the screen, but um, yeah. So this is, this is the only way it truly is. And um, you can't look for validation from anyone else. You have to be able to understand how to interpret everything that you're seeing, because this is the biggest secret that it was all based off of you. But at the same time, it's not good enough just to have some information, right? Because all types of people have information. They're not going to do anything with it. Okay. And then also still, if you don't deprogram yourself, right? If we're not doing the work to get out of this European mindset approach to everything, right? We don't even know. We, we still looking to other people to validate it, right? We still looking outside of ourselves, right? You don't want to listen to the prophet because he's too dark-skinned or something like we, we, you know, that's, that's a sickness. It's a sickness, right? But yeah, no, no one else will confirm this for you. You have to know that it's true, right? Just like they're not going to tell you that the so-called Mexicans or Aztecs, they got over here and they found people that look just like you. And we were wearing gold and everything that we're still doing to this day. Okay, and they describe themselves as coming from this place across the Atlantic. That's what your prophet told you. That's in chapter 47. But who's going to make that connection for you? No one. So um, let's go to, let's just go over questions 30 through 40. All right, that's why it's important for us to know this. Who else is going to teach this to your children, right? And your grandchildren. Who else is going to act on this if you don't act on it? right? Also with the temple, like, you know, who's going to build the temple if you're not going to build it, right? If anybody's wondering, like, when, when you going to get a building? When when we going to get a building? Um, How many people actually pay dues? You know, like, how's it going to happen? Where's the resources going to come from, right? Just like nobody's going to teach us this, who's going to build it? Who's going to make it happen? If anything, there's you know, people who would oppose it. So um, let's go in here. Um, question 30, what was the nationality of Ruth? Ruth was a Moabitess. Um, once again, just establishing the ancient link, even with linking us back in with Ruth, who was from the land of Moab. This is linking us into the lineage of uh, King David, of Jesus. All right. She was actually, uh, Ruth was the great grandmother of David. Okay, and she signifies love, raised to the divine. She had a willingness to leave, um, <clears throat> to leave what she was um, used to, you know, what she was comfortable at, and she represents love divine. All right, so moving on, what is the modern name for the Moabites? Once again, just relinking us back in, but establishing who we are now. Modern name is Moroccans. All right. Um, once again, though, we're not looking at that in the, you know, in a strict sense of just the modern day nation state of Morocco. We know the dominions expanded all across here, just like that. That structure that was just on the screen. That structure is called the Eye of the Sahara. Right. That looks a lot like 
the description like of the capital of Atlantis. That's in Mauritania. What does Mauritania mean? Land of the Moors. Okay, Mauritania is not Morocco. It's on northwest, the northwestern shores of Africa. All right. But um, yeah, so right there. Okay, there you have it. Um, the Moorish Empire was not restricted to one space. So when the prophet tells us that it extended across the great Atlantis, right, even into North, South, and Central America, he wasn't playing around. He was really teaching us something which we can go and validate ourselves, but he was relinking us back into information that was hidden from us. But just because you took the information out and because they destroyed the books, when they found them, they burned them or they put them in the um, basements of the Vatican, that doesn't destroy the records because the records are recorded, right? There's, there's records that aren't physical that will never be destroyed, like the Akashic records, which you can only, uh, you can only um, touch those. You can only um, tap into the Akashic records by raising your vibration up, right? Or meditation, okay? Opening your third eye. Okay, but that's that's what I'm saying. So the prophet returned that wisdom to us. So we know what that means. And you might not be able to explain this to everybody when you say Moroccans. Yeah, just leave it simply as, look, uh, most of the people in West Africa, like even in places like Senegal, Ghana, even in Nigeria, most of them were Muslims, Muslims. And just keep it at that because for the regular person, the only thing they can think of when they see people like us is slaves. You here, you look like this, you must have came through the slave trade, okay? And that's, hey, you got to meet people with that. <clears throat> Who is it that said don't cast pearls to swine? Right, you have to meet people with that, man. So um, where is the Moroccan Empire northwest of Mexum? So if a Mexum is the modern name for Africa, and then the prophet tells us the Moroccan Empire is in northwest of Mexum. He's not saying that it's anywhere else, it's here. Northwest of Mexum. This is Northwest of Mexum, and that's established clearly in our Quran and also in the further when you go into the other questions when we're um when different portions are being described, right? When you're you're given a name for Negro and it's the name for a river in West Africa, and you have the Negro River in Brazil, West Africa, where the waters are black. And that's why it's called the Negro River. And you can still see that visually where it, the waters don't really mix with the Amazon. Okay, so he's speaking about us right here. What is the title given to our ruler in Morocco? We have to be um, reintegrated into our own society again. That's why I also was showing those questions, right? The 100 questions that the people get when they're um, trying to get U.S. citizenship, immigrants. Right, so we got to learn everything all over again. What is our ruler? A sultan. And that's, that's a, um, it's not just a president or something like that. A sultan's not just a king. They also have religious authority, right? Um, the, the sultan's um, rule or their role is actually defined in the Quran as well. But um, this is just, once again, returning to our ways our authorities, our figures, our leaders are also ministers. 
they're also priests. And it's been like that for the longest, even with the uh, the people we were just looking at, the Aztecs, the Mayans, Olmecs, they always had priests, right? The priests surrounded the king. The king is also a high priest, okay? Um, and then, of course, it's like that in Egypt. And that's just how our people do, right? We We don't really have that separation of church and state. It's one and the same because we want to have divine rule. All right, so this is important that that was returned to us. Um, where do we get the name Jesus from the East? That's important too, because Jesus is a translation, right, of an Aramaic term, which would have more than likely been Yeshua, which is actually like the same as Joshua, okay? But um, this is important because, you know, you're dealing with people who are... Um, mind program i was just watching some comedian yesterday a sister talking about white jesus talking about how she saw that all her life growing up in the pictures of white jesus in the house and you know she didn't even seem like she really had a problem with it you know it was just cool because that's that's what most of our people were ingrained to but it's reminded hey that is not reality what you see okay a lot of times when you see these biblical pictures these paintings these re um reenactments of biblical scenes right all of the people in the reenactments are of european descent but they're wearing turbans right they're they're wearing turbans they the you know the women have their hair covered like, oh okay I actually got some pictures up of that so just for example so you see this and it's just ridiculous because it's like come on y'all weren't dressing like that then and you're definitely not dressing like that now. You know, come on somewhere. They like they need to go on somewhere with that because it's like, you know, it don't make any sense. It's ridiculous. But this is this is what they do. And so this is why this this understanding had to be returned to us because they're telling you this is Jesus. And, and look at all the people. Like there's still people who dress like this today and they don't look like this. Right? And it's, so it's not a knock to anyone. It's just, you know, we have to tell the truth, man. Because if we don't tell the truth, who is? This is what the image is being put out. And it's so backwards now that even people in countries like Nigeria, where the majority of people are dark-skinned, they looking at stuff like this. Okay, so nobody from over there is coming to help us. They're getting indoctrinated and going in the wrong direction. Okay, so yeah, this, you know, this had to be this understanding had to be established because of years of, of centuries now of indoctrination in the other direction after the destruction of our own culture, right? You, you, we read about some of the atrocities that, that, that took place, the painting of us as savage and then putting themselves in these positions, right? The people didn't dress like that then or now. No, Jesus, this, this name came from the East. If it came from the East, he had to be Asiatic right? So we all need to have that understanding. That that should be clearly understood, though. Hopefully, we, we all got that, okay? And um, what does the name Jesus mean? Jesus means justice, okay? So this understanding is also given back to us. Um, this is signifying justice, signifies man's religious consciousness, which truly worships Allah, and it conforms to divine law. Okay? Um, 
Did the angel give to the child that was called Jesus a holy name? Yes, but it cannot be used by those who are slaves to sin. Um, the angel, once again, was a human, was a person. Because what are angels? Well, that's the next question, but angels are a thought, are thoughts of Allah, right? Manifested in human flesh, right? So we're speaking about a human, Gabriel, coming to uh, Mary and, and Elizabeth, right? And, and giving them the name, but the name also is, this is also signifying that there's still some secrets. There's still some things that you must do work before you can you can attain to this, right? Because there's power in it. All right, there's power in everything, depends on how you use it, but there's still power in the names and the vibrations. And how can you not be a slave to sin? Well, you have to do the work on subduing the lower self. This is something that doesn't appeal to a lot of people because a lot of us are, are caught up in a European mindset way of thinking still. So we're coming in here thinking this is some. I could still, you know, be sagging my pants, right? Where now people what people wearing now skinny jeans, but still sagging them so low, your underwear showing, right? Getting high. I'm gonna be getting high and drunk. And you think you deserve the holy name? You think you know, you you like, come on, man. Come on, is we have to do more work. We have to do better, right? I mean, if we really want it, we don't have that much time, but if we really want to go in and see how. Another way the Europeans were able to take this from us, they gave us the weed, the liquor. Okay? Things like this weren't being abused. You know, if people had peace pipes and things like that, it was used ceremonially. So they started this culture of doing things in the, in the excess. And that's why you'll hear about the fire water, them giving the Native American the liquor, right? Giving us these things so that we could be slaves to sin. Because they couldn't defeat us. We had to defeat ourselves. Okay, so we have to do the work. I know that doesn't appeal to everybody. But if you're going to do this for real, we're going to have to do that work. All right, that's what we're here for, to help each other, though, to assist each other. Okay, so we spoke about that. An angel is a thought of Allah manifested in human flesh. We're not talking about some um, something invisible, right? We're talking about humans that are um, here, as it says in 39, what are angels used for to carry messages to the four corners of the world, to all nations. And if you really look at this and understand, if you're willing to come in and do the spiritual work, like nobody's expecting anyone to be perfect. Don't ever think you can't have done things in the past or made mistakes or whatever. No, no one's expecting anyone to be perfect, but be willing to come in and do the work on yourself, on subduing your lower self. Because these divine instructions that are in here, they're not in here for me or just for you or one or two people. They're in here for each and every one of us that is up to the task of unfolding a lot within us, right? So theoretically, as it says here, the angels are to carry messages to the four corners of the world, to all nations. That's what all of us are to do. So that means we're all to become angels, right? We're all to do this work. And, and for the most part, Carrying the message doesn't always mean going and talking to people, getting on people's nerves and stuff. And, well, you know, we ain't black. Like, everybody ain't trying to hear that. But being the message, living it, right? You, you can't be trying to tell somebody the message and you smell like weed and cigarettes and you're looking funky 
and and you're trying to tell somebody something talking about this is going to help you they they like i'm doing better than you i'm not listening to you right so you at least got to be taking care of yourself doing the work on yourself sometimes you don't even have to say a word be the message live it and carry it to the four corners of the world to all nations so this is what we are to eventually do we can't carry anything to all nations until we make our nation build our nation up for real making it solid people trying to cut corners people are trying to sell um all these ids and stuff and they're charging all this money for it man the temple is easy it's it's like look dues are only like twenty dollars a month no but this is not a scheme nobody's getting rich off of this i'm doing this straight it's straight um um charity like i'm you know just giving back we're not getting paid right so i'm only saying it's because nobody it's not some scheme nobody's over here getting rich off this right this is the more divine national movement it's supposed to be built up by us why did the prophet have it when we finance it ourselves what happens if somebody else is giving you money or helping you do this and that they want something in exchange they want influence why? So they can make it messed up. Right? Like, we're not in here like, oh, you have to learn Arabic. You know, like, why, why would you have to learn Arabic for? There's nothing wrong with learning it or learning any language. Go learn French. Learn Swahili, whatever you want to learn, Japanese. But no language is closer to Allah, right? So it's not, it's not like that. We're not taking on someone else's culture you know no so this is from us all right so we're all to come in if we're really about this mission to do the work on ourselves to bring out a lot within us and then to carry this message out to the four corners of the world but first to all nations we can't go out and try to help other nations we have to build our own so we have to do it for real like i was saying you got people trying to scam trying to sell all these ids that are useless trying to sell license plates. And it's like, why are you selling license plates? You don't even have a town, let alone a real, you know, deal government that is structured, you know, that is safe, that is ran by you, right? So we have to build ours up first. And then talk is cheap. We build ours up. Then we can carry the message to the entire world. But we're to become those angels. So what is our prophet to us? He's an angel of Allah who is sent to bring us the everlasting gospel of Allah. Um, If we look at chapter 48, verse one, it says the last prophet in these days is noble Drew Ali, who was prepared divinely in due time by Allah to redeem men from their sinful ways and to warn them of the great wrath, which is sure to come upon the earth. So not to harp on the negative, but that great, that great wrath is here. It's sure to come. Even though we try to be positive and act like people will have a chance to change and they're going to do right, it did not, you know, the wrath is here. And that's why, you know, I'm thinking this is why you're here. You're heeding the call. All right. And so um, on that note, though, I'm going to go ahead and, and yield the floor to anyone. If anyone has any questions or any comments, feel free to speak up. Islam.
As long as we sure no no questions or comments, now's the time to speak up. Islam Grand Sheik, you was on point. This is a great, this is a great bill. Islam, brother, gratitude. Islam. All right, appreciate it, brother. Um, so um, you know, hopefully. We all have a thorough understanding of what's going on, why this is important, why we're not playing around here. We take it seriously. Um, I do advise, though, everybody, all the moors, especially all the um, members, temple members, make sure you're, you're um, paying dues, you're consistent, you're, you're studying and um, actually doing the work to apply these lessons to yourself because um, nobody's going to come and save you. Nobody's going to do it. Allah sent us a prophet. And he gave his life, he dedicated his life to the movement. He was doing this, trying to teach people who they are and, and, and set up businesses across the country, set up temples across the country and was moving as a head of state, even going to other countries and establishing relations, you know, that recognize us, you know, and um, he was doing all this. And in the midst of while he was doing this, his own people were like greedy and looking at the money that was coming in and like, oh, I need to take him out somehow so I could be the head and he was still doing it so that's why I'm saying he gave his life to the movement and um that's pretty much all he could do I mean you can't expect somebody to do anything else he brought us everything now we have to take it and um and save ourselves okay and I just wanted to put that in the proper perspective because it's, it's on us now and you can't pass it off to nobody else because ain't nobody else gonna do it right and a lot of our people are comfortable with these conditions they're cool with it you know, and not knocking them or nothing, but they're not going to save you. And nobody from any other countries are going to come and save you either. Matter of fact, they'll come and tell you, you don't get a profit. <laughs> but on that note, um, want to announce without further ado, we're going into the closing of the meeting. Before we close, just ask one more time. Any questions? <coughs> Okay. Islam. Islam. I was asking, how many, how many prophets was there? Islam, you know, that's a good question. Um, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, don't really know how to answer that because, like, I've seen different numbers. I mean, you could look at the Quran. I think they'll say there was, like, over 100, uh, 144. I don't really know how to answer that because... Um, if you look at the if you look at the Bible, um, it says that God raises a prophet from amongst the people. And then if you look in the Quran, it says the same thing, but it says that six times in the Quran. All right, so it says that every nation has a prophet that is raised from them, from amongst them, speaking their language. So, you know, how many nations have there been in the world? That's what I would say, you know, because every nation gets a prophet. Or, you know, if they're if they've fallen away from from God, from Allah, they get a prophet. All right. Um, right here in Ohio, Tecumseh had a brother named Ten Squadawa, and his people saw him as a prophet. Who am I to say that he was not a prophet? Because the message that he had was similar to the prophet noble Ali's was getting the people to go back to their own ways to go away from the um to the culture 
and religion of the European and a return to the ways of their ancestors. So um, I don't think we really could put a number on it. <clears throat> All right, Islam. Um, I do want to just remind everybody, make sure you go to MoorishAmericans.com. That's our website. Um, you can make a free account on there. Uh, we'll be using this more often in the future. Also, you can um, click the links at the top, go down to Temple Dues. That's where members can pay dues. And also, if you go to the bottom, that's where anyone can send a donation straight to our temple. All right. So, everyone, make sure you go there, moorishamericans.com. And on that note, um, unless there's any other questions or comments. Uh, yes, I have a question. Islam. Islam? Islam, brother. Okay. Uh, is there any, um, do we have our own uh, notary? Um, you know what? I believe what, well, um, I know one of the members is a notary. Um, I haven't talked to him in a while, though, so, you know, he hasn't been in meetings in a while, but at least one member is a notary. Okay. Uh, wow. Um, okay. Like it really, like you know, I know that would really come in handy to have our own notary. Islam. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Islam. So, um, man, I would have to reach out to see if anybody else maybe is you know registered as a notary. But you know, all I can think of is just one brother. Islam, Christopher Bay for Florida. Islam. Uh, she'll be. We're waiting on the information to come in. I'll be doing the notary as well. Islam. Are are you um? Are, would you say say that again, brother? I'm sorry. Are you in the area? Uh, Islam, the state of Florida, uh, traveling notary. Uh, I got to look into that. Uh, but as far as notaries in uh, the state of Florida, uh, Sister Colbe is, and uh, I'm going through the doing the testing now. Islam. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. We are. Well, I'm. I'm in a. Ohio Republic. I'm, I'm, I'm like way north. I mean, are, are you north? Uh, Islam. No, sir. No, but I used to be out that way. Islam. Oh, Islam. All right, Islam. Yeah. So um, that might be something we'll have to work on. Um, all right. Does anybody else have any questions or comments? <coughs> All right. Um, okay. If there's no more questions or comments, we're going to go ahead and close out. All meetings are to be opened and closed promptly according to the circle seven and love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Everyone, please rise and face the East with us for the closing prayer. Okay, so we stand facing the east with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. And you do not need to repeat after us. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creative principles. We ask this to die holy day and seven Elohim. Amen. Amen, Islam. All right, Islam Moors, this meeting is now adjourned. Peace and love. Peace. Peace and love.
Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace.